0: Have you had a dream and you've just wondered how to execute it? Or do you feel like you are put on this planet to do a little bit more? Today, we're talking to someone who I met via social media, and I'm sure you will fall in love with her as quickly as we have. Her name is Betty Danowitz, and she is the owner of If You Ask Betty. And on today's episode of the Instructional Redesign Podcast, we're going to talk with Betty about a lot of different topics. We're going to talk about how she got to that point, maybe a little bit about her background, some of the work that she's done in augmented reality. But a real reason that I brought Betty on today's podcast is she really is innovative and is a big inspiration to folks that are really scared of trying something new. So Betty, welcome so much to the Instructional Redesign Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. I guess I should introduce myself again. My name is Kara North. I am one of the hosts of the Instructional Redesign podcast, Stories and Conversations About the Modern Learning Experience. And like I said, I met Betty on, I believe it was either LinkedIn or Twitter, and we just headed off. I think she actually said, I think we should be friends. Is that how it happened?
1: That's exactly how it happened. Yes. I'm glad you recall that.
0: Well, it's it's funny because, you know, you put out so much stuff on social media and you don't know if any of it is really connecting with people. You don't know if it's an echo chamber, but it was great to meet Betty and I actually got to meet her face to face at DevLearn in 2019 and it was it was pretty epic. So, I want you all to get to know Betty a little bit better. So, Betty, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get into the learning development space? Sure.
1: Um, I am an immersive experience designer, which is a title I've given myself, um, and I'm fine with that. Um, I have been in corporate learning and development for like 17 years. Uh, so I started out um, working for a financial institution as a, a bank teller and worked my way up in the brick and mortar And then transitioned over into training, and there's a longer story behind that. But anyways, I've been in training for 17 years, uh, learning and development, all those fancy words we want to use. I'm also a speaker. Uh, I'm a high-performance coach coach. And content and curricula consultant. So that's where you're talking about that innovation. I appreciate that. It's a wonderful comment. Um, Wonderful compliment is a better word. Um, I, I am, I try to be innovative. You know, my passion really, my mission is to help people become better humans. And I think I'm very strongly believe that innovative technology has a huge role in making that happen.
0: I love that. And if you, again, don't know Betty, you don't follow her on social media, one thing that I was really taken very quickly with her is just her authenticity of what she shares. So I totally get a couple different vibes when I read what Betty puts out there. The first vibe I get is definitely like a la Rosie Riveter because you just get this really kind of strong female perspective from everything that she puts out. Um, Another influence I totally get from her is kind of that nurturing Coach that really has your best interest at heart. So, again, if you haven't followed her on social media, I highly recommend it. And one thing that I'm really excited about asking you, I'm sure the audience would love to know this too, is a little bit about once you've been in this space for as long as that you've been, Betty, it's really hard to keep your skills sharp, um, especially if you work at an organization where. Your learning and development product has looked the same for multiple years. So what advice do you have to people on how to be innovative uh, when it comes to upskilling themselves?
1: So I, you may not like my answer, although you set it up quite nicely, but um, I'm obsessed with Lincoln, LinkedIn. I'm just obsessed with it. And I own that, right? I, I will own that to the day I die. Um, you know, I... I have a day job that I love and it keeps me sort of in that corporate L&D space where I get to facilitate on a fairly regular basis. I design learning. I get to play with technology. You know, my role there includes sort of seeing out new technologies and seeing if they fit for the business that we support. But I'm also researching and reading all the time. So I'm out there on LinkedIn looking for articles, especially for people like you, Kara, or people um, out there like uh, that are trying to blaze the trail and spread out great information. Because I don't know if you've figured this out yet, but our industry has a lot of noise. And um, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just everybody's talking about something. And so sometimes it's hard to kind of parse through all that and find the good nuggets and the great information. So um, I, I, I love collecting information and then sort of finding another way to apply it. So I read a lot, right? Or at least I audible a lot for sure. I love Audible. Um, so reading, researching, talking to people—I mean, networking—is my superpower. And so uh, I love connecting with people and asking them. I love to ask people about their story because I think there's um, there's so much we can learn just by understanding how somebody got to where they are. And um, and I love to ask them about what they're working on. I'm, when I like, if I'm on the phone with you and I ask you about your what projects you're working on you don't have to give me the high level. This person doesn't really care because I really do. Like, I want to know what you're doing because I'm probably going to ask you five or six more questions to get more details. Not because I'm trying to steal industry secrets, but just because I'm trying to understand what kind of cool stuff is happening out there in the industry. So I guess the short answer is I read, I research, I talk to a lot of people, I stay connected.
0: I can 100% confirm what she just said is true when it comes to her asking you those questions on the phone. Never forget the first time that Betty and I had a phone conversation. She did ask me, hey, what's your background? And hey, what are you working on? And it was so, again, authentic and genuine. I didn't feel like she was trying to do anything nefarious. I really did feel like she cared about me as an individual. So I love that you shared that with with the audience, because it is very true. She does do that. Now, side question, you mentioned LinkedIn, I have to admit, I'm on LinkedIn a lot now. But my main bread and butter for a long time was Twitter. And I still obviously use Twitter, but I have switched a lot to LinkedIn because I am getting kind of better engagement on that. What would you say to somebody who's scared to kind of share their stuff on LinkedIn, how how would you recommend them get started so they don't contribute to that noise that you spoke of? Well, start by
1: following people that are giving content that's valuable and pay attention to that and then go out there and make sure you are commenting, liking, sharing stuff. If you feel like you have something to add, add in your comments because you'll start to get a feel for what is it that's really valuable to people. If you're paying attention to what's happening, get involved in the conversations and uh, and and just sort of add your two cents and people will respond to your two cents. In fact, I find that people respond more to comments. Than posts.
0: I again I appreciate you giving those suggestions. I think they're rock solid suggestions and very actionable if people do want to go ahead and get started on LinkedIn. What I like to do now is pivot and talk a little bit about if you ask Betty. Uh, before I ask a little bit about kind of your goals about it, I just again like to take a moment to compliment. If you haven't seen her, if you ask Betty. Different posts and questions. You need to take a look at it. Your branding is amazing. It looks just like you, which is so amazing. How did you come up with kind of the concept of the branding around? If you ask Betty, well,
1: that's a great question. So, if the the name, if you ask Betty, I've actually had I bought that domain six or seven years ago. It was a lonely little blog site that got very little traffic. Um, But really, I needed a place as I was starting to write. And so I needed a place to park my blogs. And you can find all my archived blogs um, out there. Uh, They are not related to L&D, just FYI. They are quite quite literally about the most random smattering of information you could ever find. So just, that's just a warning. But um, so I had the name and uh, was thinking about starting this this coaching business. I would had people tell me for years that I should do this. And um, I wanted, to, I know that all great brands have an awesome logo. Or something like that. And I also know and am mildly obsessed with the idea of characters. And I know that this is not something that we talk about too much anymore because I think probably um, the mid-2000s we kind of hit a stride with everybody talking about how much characters make a difference. But when you look into things like marketing and even just brand recognition, it's characters. I went out on Fiverr. And, um, I love to tell this story because I went out on Fiverr and I found people that drew cartoonish like faces. And I wanted something that had sort of a fifties vibe and Rosie, the Riveter vibe, which I love that you said that earlier, because she's, um, I mean, if she was a real person, she'd be like a huge, uh, mentor to me if she was real. Anyways, went on to Fiverr and I found this guy in Sri Lanka, which by the way is halfway around the world. And he I sent him a picture of me holding a cup of coffee and he sent back that logo I was so excited I couldn't even stand it like I was so excited that it looked just like me he captured the smirk which by the way when you look through any of my pictures on social media that's a standard for me because when I smile I look like I'm you know, half drunk or half asleep, one of the two. So the smirk is just better for everybody all around. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of what happened. And, and, and it's really just for my love of characters. I wanted to sort of create one of myself, um, and put it out there capturing the things that are most important to me, smirking and coffee, obviously.
0: I think you also had a nice analogy for our learning experiences, right? Because you're so spot on about the characters and how characters are memorable and they're sticky. And even just thinking about how we could transcend and think about different characters in our learning experiences. I love talking about something that Mike Taylor built eons ago about uh, compliance training, about fishing. And instead of it being the same old song and dance about here's this information, don't get fished. He built this character named Shady Grady that really kind of spun around and explained why people do it. They do it because it's hard to get caught. They Mm -hmm. do it because it's easy to get your information. And I still remember that. And I I can't even remember when he showed me that. It was several years ago. And I still remember Shady Gray. I remember like what the guy looks like. So I I love that you mentioned characters because I do think that's something that we can take into kind of our our learning and development uh, toolkit if we haven't already put it it in there. Um, Going back to if you ask Betty, what are some of your goals? And what was kind of your reasons for kicking that off?
1: So if you ask Betty is all about professional coaching and content review, right? So it's, it's a way for me to take the 17 years I have of experience and use it to help others get better at what they do. Um, so my goal really is to coach high performing learning professionals so that they can deliver their greatest value. And, um, it sounds like a tagline because it is like, that's, I had to really kind of get very clear on what it is that I wanted to do. And that's exactly it. Um, You know, I'm personally, I'm certified and deeply steeped in emotional intelligence, crucial conversations, and of course, like just the business of life, right, as an L&D professional. So I I wanted to help other people in those spaces. So that's kind of the goals is to um, is to help them deliver their greatest value.
0: Just a little spoiler alert. If you dig through the Ask Betty Thursdays, you may find a question that yours truly put in there. Mm-hmm. Not saying which one it is, mm-hmm. but there is one that I, I put out there. And, of course, Betty slayed the answer, and I really appreciated her feedback on that. So thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for the question. Um, oh, yeah, totally. I I mean, if somebody's giving out free advice, why wouldn't I want exactly, to take part exactly. in that? That's exactly. silly, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going back to kind of the L&D bucket. What are some things that people can do if they're looking to kind of break into this this space? So, what are some tips that you have for someone just getting into this profession? And I'm telling you, I don't know about you, Betty, I hear from these people all the time.
1: There's a ton yeah, of them out there. There is. I get this question a lot. And so I'm really happy to answer this one because I know exactly what to say. Um, to start with, you know, if you want to get into learning and development, even folks that are trying to transition from K through 12 into corporate learning or higher, higher education into corporate learning, I still, they still ask me these questions. And And the first thing I'd say is to start with, you take every single opportunity that you have to speak in front of people you know, you have to get really comfortable with that. Um, And then, you know, as you, as you're doing that, start following some really great examples out there. So um, I'm going to name drop now. you ready? Here it comes. So um, train like a champion blog is an awesome quick hit resource. Um, It's put out by um, endurance learning and, you know, follow people like uh, endurance learning, um, GP strategies, follow people like Kara North, you guys have heard of her before, I think. Jonathan Hill, yeah. Jonathan Hill is an awesome follow on uh, LinkedIn. Um, Tim Slade, follow the eLearning Guild. So, so just start following these people, and again, use LinkedIn as that sort of um, direct resource right to your brain. Now, you one great thing about LinkedIn is it's it's got less noise than Facebook or Instagram. I mean, you're not LinkedIn is typically not competing with cat videos or the latest news. Uh, broadcast not usually if it is somebody's fussing at the person about them and telling them to get it off linkedin so um, and i appreciate that i'm not the fusser but i still appreciate it like i want to see good content that my p- the people that are around me are posting because they feel like it's valuable so follow some great examples um, and that that'll kind of start to give you a feel for the industry as a whole right so the the leaders that i've mentioned they they're not going to steer you wrong they're going to they're going to make sure you have valuable content and another thing I often say is join the local ATD chapter. There's probably an ATD chapter somewhere near you. Uh, and it's good to just sort of start that in-person networking with people in your in this field around you. I've gone to several local ATD events and met people that are not in learning and development but thinking about it. Or people that are in talent management and want to understand a little bit more about the training side of things. Um The biggest piece of advice, though, that I would give, I mean, those things are all uh, good ways to get started. But the biggest piece is get yourself a mentor or a coach and just ask questions, right? Bounce ideas off of them. Really explore if this is something that you want to do, you know, and then jump in. Go for it.
0: Great advice and very solid. And I did not pay her extra for a <laughs> drop on me and just putting that out there. Question about the mentor and coach, because I think, I think that's a great, great way for folks to get started. Um, how do you start that relationship? Isn't it just weird just to send somebody a message? Hey, will you be my mentor? Well, for most people,
1: yes. Um, for me, I, again, superpower here. I personally love to do the introduction call. So I might find somebody that I think they you know they're they're posting valuable content. I think we actually would have something to talk about. And so then I will send them a message and I'll say, "Hey, you know, um, I've really appreciated your posts. I would love to hear your story. Do you have some time to chat?" Because here's the thing, people love to tell their story. They love to talk about themselves even though they say that they don't. They really do because they're the expert on themselves. And you know as well as I do that when you start speaking about something that you really know about, you're comfortable and excited, right? So people love to tell their story. And I personally, I love to hear it. I love to collect that information in the most non-stalker way possible. So start with that. Ask people to tell you their story or ask them um, about their background. Um, If they post about a project, like I know Jonathan Hill does a great job of posting his e-learning stuff. You know, if you wanted to learn more about that, um, say, hey, I would love to just ask you a few questions about what it is that you're working on. I haven't met a person yet who wasn't open to that. Um, so I think that I think that's a great way to start. And then once you have that relationship with them, if you find that you feel they would be a good mentor, uh, sometimes you just let them mentor you, and you don't you don't necessarily have to give it a definition. I find that people are afraid of that word sometimes, especially they feel like like if you if it like if if I, if you were to say i'm your mentor like what i feel like oh that that puts an extra responsibility on me um so sometimes mentoring is just really a natural thing that comes out of relationships
0: again great advice about getting people to talk about kind of where they're at how they got into it because that's how you can kind of make those personal connections with people and to betty's point about people not maybe not wanting to give that information. If somebody shoots you down, you probably don't want that person to be your mentor or coach anyway. So Mm -mm. um, they're doing you a favor. So don't take that to heart. Don't let it bother you. Just say thank you and move on. So... All right. Another thing about Betty, Betty is just super talented all around. But one thing that I've noticed about Betty is in the l space. She really is kind of a pioneer of augmented reality. Uh, she's had a lot of cool projects that she's worked on in that space. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you've done in augmented reality and maybe some tips if people are willing to get started in that space?
1: Sure, sure. Um, so we adopted AR uh, at the the financial company that I work for, and we've had really great success for it. With it, um, so a- AR to me, AR is a great way to bridge the gap between how we learn at home and how we learn at work. Right. So, how do we learn at home? Like, if you need to learn how to do something, what do you usually do, Kara? I go to Google. You Google it, right? We GTS, Uh, we Google it, we we go to YouTube or we Google and then go to YouTube, right? We use our device to learn what we need to learn to do the things that we need to do at home. And so for me, if we really wanna connect and engage learners, we need to start using that same way. I mean, how many times have you sat down to do a compliance e-learning and you're like, while you're doing it, you're checking Facebook, or you're looking on Instagram, or you're, oh, I, thought I wanted to Google that, and you're Googling something, right? Because that device, whether we like it or not, it is a part of us. It's part of what we do now. So it's important that we bridge that gap. So what you know, what we want to do is we want to open up the learner's interest in learning. But here's what, I've, here's what we found out. As we started creating this AR, it forced us as an L&D team to think differently, So, you know, that's where brand new creativity and innovation came from, was we brought in this new technology and we used it in a very simple way. I work for a financial company, so we used it to promote pieces of our training that were non-proprietary. And largely aimed at new hires because it was a great place to start. And that's all we had to do. We just had to get started. And I think a lot of times that's what keeps people back from um, from doing things with AR or VR or anything like that. So your question about how can people get started with it. So first of all, connect with me because I'd love to help you. Um, and then there's a couple of things that I would definitely recommend. If we were chatting about this, you know, first of all, you got to spend some time really thinking about what you can do with AR. Uh, So really think, get really clear on your vision for how to use it in your learning organization uh, or in your business. If you're, if you're an individual, um, if you're individual uh, proprietor, sole proprietor. Uh, So really get clear on that because what you don't want to do is get started and then you're going, then you're, you know, oh, well, we could do this or we could do that. And then guess what happens? nothing. Right. So think about what you can, you know, what it is that you really would like to do and then start making a list of the things that you can do. And I say it that way because we started out and we were like, well, because we're a financial company and we, you know, most AR is in the cloud, you know, and uh, we're still terrified of the cloud. Right. Um, We're like, okay, well, we can't do this and we can't do that. And I remember we're seeing a discussion. I said, hold on guys, stop. Let's stop. Let's not think about what we can't do. Let's just focus on what we can do. And do you know that list was three times as long as what we couldn't do? We were just, we were just had the wrong mindset. We were just too busy thinking, not that you shouldn't be risk-minded, but we were too busy thinking only about risk rather than what is it that we could actually do with this technology. So um, think about what you can do with it. Then just get started. I mean, I'm a huge Zapper fan. Um, because it's easy and, uh, it's relatively cheap. And what I love is that they give you like five zaps for free to give it a try. So you can prototype things without having to make any financial commitment. Um, so it kind of, that will allow you to start, you know, building and creating AR. I'm not a developer. I don't know how to code. It's not on my list. It's not on my development plan, if you know what I mean. Like that's not something I'm after personally. Uh, and I'm able to create AR and ZapR with no problem. Um, so I would definitely do that. Start prototyping and then start talking about it. Like we've been talking about like socializing things on LinkedIn, talk about AR, socialize it like it's your J-O-B, right? And, and, and keep learning about it. And that will help you sort of open up new ideas and new ways that you can use it.
0: Great advice. Again, it's like, it's your job to give advice, right? That about the, what you can do instead of what you can't do. I really think flipping that mindset and flipping that paradigm a lot of times, especially if you're trying something new in an organization, is the information that really can kind of help you jump that wall that you might be facing in you know trying something new i think that's great another tip that i'll add on top of the augmented reality is uh, each year the e-learning guild has a realities 360 conference betty i know you've attended that before um anytime you can look at any of those resources or follow the back channel or even attend that conference i'm sure you could probably get a whole lot more information about this and even virtual reality absolutely great conference Well, Betty, again, this has been fantastic. I really hope people's been able to take away some inspiration from, again, your spunk that you have when it comes to trying new things, just your experience and just how authentic you are and how you want to help others. I do think that that is so, so critical and something that I've been trying to do more in the last couple of years is really be in a position to pay it forward because so many people have helped me get to where I am, even though. Again, I just feel like I'm kind of very low person on the totem pole. I do know that there are a lot of people that are just getting started, and I feel compelled to help them. I know you certainly have that same mindset.
1: Yes, we are we are copacetic in that way.
0: Yes. So, where can people find you if they want to connect with you?
1: Uh, so, LinkedIn is Betty Danowitz. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat are all under if you ask Betty. All one word, lowercase, although I'm sure it would find it if you did it any other way. Uh, you can email me at askbetty at gmail.com. Um, are you seeing a theme? I think you are. You can check out my website for details on If You ask Betty, and that is at ifyouaskbetty.com. Shocking. Um, yeah, so uh, you know what? And, and don't be afraid. Like, reach out. Um, I would love to have a conversation. Um, if coffee's involved, I'll be there early type of thing. I'm in the Detroit area. So if somebody's local and wants to get together, I'm up for that too. Thanks for having me, Kara.
0: Oh my gosh. Thanks again for joining me today. And again, challenge to the listeners. Think about what you can do. Think about how you can try something new. Think about how you can help your fellow l d professional think about how you can help someone brand new take strides take inspiration from Betty and reach out to her and connect with her because you need her in your network so thanks for listening to the instructional redesign podcast have a great day